Another episode of Regular Cabin Cast that we're trying to get more into doing and not, but yeah, we're trying. Um, uh, we are here today to talk about robots. Uh, from two thousand five, which is another Blue Sky Productions film. Rip Blue uh, Sky. Yeah, big sad. Um. Uh yeah, this film is uh very foundational to my childhood. Uh I saw it at the IMAX in London, I think. Nice. Um and I just watched it a whole bunch of it on DVD, I watched it for one of my birthdays, did like a robot themed party and stuff. Um I really love this film. Um and looking back on it now, it's like yeah, it's nothing amazing, but <laughs> It's uh, it's very cool. Um, it's got a great cast. It's got Hugh McGregor, Halle Berry, Greg Kinnear, Mel Brooks, Amanda Bynes, Drew Carey, and Robin Williams, amongst others. And John Powell does the music. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. It's released on March 11 in 2005. It got 262.5 million against 75 million. So that's pretty successful. Um. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I I remember watching it a long time ago. Did you watch it when it came out, or uh, not necessarily when it came out, but it was yeah. one of the one of the many shows that was gone on on DVD back when I was doing my my TV craze around, mm-hmm. you know, around age seven, age eight, nine, that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, I watched it. I enjoyed it. I mostly moved on from it, and I might have yeah. rewatched it once or twice after that. But it has been a long, long time since I watched it. Um, yeah. And I do say, and I must say, it's it certainly did not have anywhere near the effect it seems to have had on you. <laughs> I probably watched it when I was a bit younger. Um, I think, like, if I went back and watched it now, it's just like, it's it's okay. Um, it's just some of like the world design, I thought mm-hmm. was really cool. Yeah, um, I like I like how they how how they included memeable scenes for later. Yes, that was absolutely good. did. Because uh, yeah, um, Fender is is just very. But yes, memeable. the world building is also very interesting. In um, but yeah, so for context, you know, it's a world populated by sentient robots. Um, yeah, the kind of the the the, the, the kind of you know, lower class, as it were, robots who are more kind of rusty, it's harder for them to get replacement parts. Um, and then you've got the the fancy robots who are, you know, all chrome and shiny and always look great because they can always buy the replacement parts that they need. Um, and then you've got this mm-hmm. one robot that's called Big Weld, who's a famous inventor and entrepreneur and philanthropist. Oh. Um, and, yeah, he helps provide other robots with spare parts and stuff um which is great for the the general populace uh and our main character is voiced by Ewan McGregor Rodney Copperbottom is kind of aspiring to be like him that's his idol 
uh, and he invents yeah. a, a little kitchen robot called Runderbot to help his father because his father is a dishwasher, literally. Um, and he, you know, he, he creates this and he wants to to go to Robot City, which is you know like the big capital city, and present it and and stuff. But uh, things have changed. Clearly, um, things have have changed, uh, and that's kind of sudden. Interjection of violent capitalistic tendencies. <laughs> yeah, uh, essentially. Um, um, but, but yeah, because you got the sort of good capitalism of a big world, and then yeah. all of a sudden he gets basically yeeted the hell out of his own company. Yes. And the board of directors basically do all their own things and stuff. Yeah, and it's it's not as good because they start doing expensive upgrades and then pointless stuff that doesn't yeah. actually help anyone. Exactly. Makes things outmoded and then they start trying to melt people. Yeah, it's 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 uh it's all very comedic and funny, but if you look at it in a more if these were not robots sense, uh this is actually really dark. Yeah. Um and I'd not thought about that. Uh the sweepers used to terrify me as a child. Um is these kind of large machines that run around at night and sweep up uh, stuff on the floor. And that can just be random scrap. Uh, but also robots that have, you know, broken or, or died or can't get out of the way. Like, they do not care. They will just sweep you. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah. Like Tom said, the out modes are kind of these these um, these local... The, 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 the robots who are unable to pay or unwilling to pay for the the upgrades, so they're outmoded. Um, and and uh, you know, Rod- Rodney kind of winds up with them, and uh, you know, helps fixing them. Uh, so that they don't need to buy the new parts, uh, which makes me hero for them. But mm. everything, every for, for everyone else, it, it it's much yeah, less good uh, for the the people in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, which is which is another interesting dichotomy because uh the guy who's kind of in charge at the moment is uh what's his name? Uh Ratchet. Well, yeah, because the because Ratchet's in charge, but she does not look all fancy and and stuff. She's very uh kind oh, of Madame mechanical Gasket. and old school. Uh, so yes, Madame Gasket's that one, but Ratchet's the guy who's actually. Yeah, the the Ratchet's the, 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 the face stuff. the face of the uh, the company. He's the guy who got rid of the, the big world, and then Madame yes. Gasset's up doing the stuff behind the scenes. Yes, that was it. Um, and yeah, uh, and so that that's quite another interesting thing about how you know, you know, the the villainous side presents itself and how it actually looks and everything like that. Um, I like how they had to change the name of one of the characters because initially it's Auntie Fanny and that's not a nice word in the UK. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Again, there were quite a few adult jokes in this that go over your head. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Aunt Fanny in the UK version. Uh, he's yeah. like a, a snail robot. Um, but like one of the first jokes, uh, like the film starts with um, Herb, uh, voiced by Stanley Tucci, running home to his, his wife because he didn't want to miss the delivery of the baby. But he misses it, and then she says, "Don't worry, making the baby's the fun part." <laughs> it's just like <laughs> that's so clever, and no child is gonna get it. No. Um, and it was only like a few years ago. That's like, oh, that's actually hilarious. 
Um, and and yeah. But yeah, like the 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 open like there's just so much cool like yeah world building and stuff like the way that you get into the city, uh, in these little pod things, um, is just such a fun set piece. Like, does it make any sense? No, no, not really. But it's cool and it's really fun. Um, a lot of the like designs and the chases. Um, there's a whole bit with a giant domino set in, in big worlds. Uh, like hidden away. F- home thing um it's just a lot of really cool like stuff to watch and 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 see um and uh yeah it's just got some really funny jokes as as a, as a kid and still some for when you're a bit older as well uh mm-hmm. you know uh and we we meet a whole bunch of characters uh you've got sequel rodney uh then you've got cappy who's a straight-laced uh kind of human looking executive of big world uh, she's got a bit more of a heart to her than the Ratchet and the others seem to. Uh, Robin Williams is Fender Pinwheeler, who's amazing. He's red, um, and uh, he's always falling apart. And you know, he's kind of the guy who like knows the things, but is a bit of a mess. He's, he's great fun. Um, and then yeah, Mel Brooks is Big World, who's the Kang inventor, who we you know kind of leaves things alone by this point, and then. Ewan has yeah. to, not Ewan McGregor, he doesn't have to do it himself. Rodney Copperwater has to kind of persuade <laughs> to come back into it. Uh, Ewan McGregor teleports into the movie to fix things. <laughs> uh, but then you've got others, like you've got, uh, you've got Piper Pinwheel, who's uh, like Fender's younger sister, um, and uh, Crank Cassie, who's a cynical orange vacuum cleaner robot. And the not fan, uh, Lugner, who's like a, a green kind of muscly robot as uh, so you got got all of their kind of friends and um they're the kind of people who end up helping him with his um his fixing of people uh, and all that kind of stuff and it's just it's just it's, just, it's, just, it's a really cool uh set of characters they're all very easy to distinguish because of their uh clear color differences um and also yeah. size differences because you can do that much with robots um which is a uh, which is really cool I feel like there was just a bit of a robots thing going on at the time because there's also little robots. I don't remember if you ever watched that. Little robots. Little robots. Let me search it up just to see. There was a robot who like. Oh, that was like an animated one. Yeah. Like a stop motion one. Yeah, they like pulled the. Like 2003. The to the... 2004, 2005. Yeah. Uh, I might have seen it, but I cannot remember it. <laughs> It, it's an. I think I. I just had very much a robots phase. It seems, um, but like again, like there's just like really cool world building things you can do with um. Uh, with with robots because you can do basically anything. Or you can just figure out ah, it's, it's robotic. It's a mechanical thing. Um. Ooh. And yeah, it's really cool. Um. Apparently, the film was the first to feature the new trailer for Star's Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. What? Uh, <laughs> I was reported that Stars fans went to see the movie just to see the trailer and hear the voice of Ewan McGregor. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, which is quite that fun. sounds right. That sounds excellent. That does. Uh, and yeah, it was the first 20th Century Fox film that was released on the same day on IMAX and conventional 35mm screens. Oh. Uh, yeah. Interesting. So again, yeah, I was like. It was very cool to see some of the stuff like the the domino scene and the the spinning 
the thingy scenes in um in IMAX it looked very cool. Um and the final fight as well because they have like a big uh, everyone comes together and and you know fights off uh the, the the villains and then they have these giant things everything seems to be going wrong and there's no hope and but they're kind of massive machines so you know you really get the scale for them on on IMAX so that was very cool um yeah but yeah this is a cool film um they then did a little spin-off thing on on the DVD uh called Aunt Fan or Aunt Fanny's Tour of Booty uh, which was like a five minute computer animated film thing that included uh, it was like a, it was a prequel. Uh, it takes place during Fender's arrival at Robot City, and she kind of mm. gives him a tour around the station, and shows him a bunch of the robots. Um, and you've got a whole bunch of them back in it, and it, it's very cool. Um, but yeah, uh, it's just it's just cool. There's a kind of bunch of little like fun details you could do with robots about changing the parts around. Um, how you can technically dress up and look all fancy just by stealing stuff, which, you know, you can in real life as well. And that's how they get into one of these, like, fancy parties at one point. Um, like, how one of the robots is, like, goes to a metal detector and has to put himself all in the boxes because of these all metal. Um, another one's just, like, got all these watches on his arm, but the watches are, like, dope buyers with fakes because they're also robots. Uh, it's lots of funny little details like that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, they made a video game about this one, um, which I have not played, to be fair. Um, but it was on uh, the Game Boy Advance and Nintendo DS. Um, and uh, also, also, wow, well, there's on those later, actually. It was also on the PS2, Xbox, GameCube, and Game Boy Advance in mm-hmm. February of 2005. How was it released before the film came out? That's odd. Um, yeah. Bizarre. Maybe yeah. they already <clears throat> knew what was going to happen. And they'd maybe. They developed it in, in thing, or maybe the film was developed to be part of the, the video game, which would make it probably one of the more, more successful video game adaptations. Possibly. Uh, but yeah, seems to do, did, did pretty well. Mm. Uh, it was like, you know, pretty average, but you know, didn't do horrendously. Um and <laughs> yeah, uh, apparently Phonics released both. Uh, like the directors have expressed interest in in a sequel. Uh, but this is a bit odd. In light of the release the Snyder Cut movement, um, and the closure of Blue Sky Studios, a movement to release a director's cut of Robots has gained traction. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, nice. And I mean, uh, yeah, so a proposed director's cut was first mentioned in the film's original DVD audio commentary with Wedge and I Joyce. literally only just realised, but if you count only, like, the stuff that was released on, um, in, like, mm-hmm. actual, uh, what's it called? In, in like, actual movie theatres, then Blue Sky has only made 13 movies. Yeah. Wow. They, they haven't done that many. Um... And some of them are really good, and some of them are not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently uh, in this like director's uh, cut, there'd be alternate takes and certain scenes, and Cappy would have been more fleshed out, which makes sense because she's cool. Uh, she's a cool character. She's got like little 
uh, like rollerblades on her feet, essentially. She's very cool, but she doesn't get that much, really. She's kind of love interest, and she's a decent person, and that's about it. Um, so that would have been that would be interesting to see if that ever happened, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. critically, like it's fine. Um, largely, uh, you know, Rotten Tomatoes is sixty four percent, uh, six point six out of ten rating. Metacritic gives a, a weighted average score of sixty four. Wow, well, you know what I meant. Um, <laughs> audience is surveyed by Cinema Score gave the film a grade of A on an A plus to F. So again, you know, mm-hmm. uh. Two and a half stars out of four. Uh, Robert Ebert on the Chicago Sun-Times said, this is a movie that is a joy to behold entirely apart from what it's about. Um, it looks happy and more to the point, it looks harmonious. Um, mm. Yeah, and exactly. It's Kids will love it and their adult companions will be warmly entertained but it's far from a computer animated classic. And that's very true. Like Compared to um, like Ice Age Mm-hmm. that uh, comes before it. It's not Ice Age. No. But compared to Ice Age 4 and 5, it's, it's amazing. It's a lot better. Um, <laughs> a lot better than those two. Because those two are not great. And I mean, maybe it's better than 2 and 3. I quite enjoy those ones, but that might just be me. Um, I like yeah. 2, and I think 3 was okay, because 3 had dinosaurs in it. 3 had dinosaurs. I just like the dinosaurs and, and, and Buck being in it. It's just quite fun. Uh, I did something with Disney Plus recently that I've not watched yet, but um, yeah, just to kind of lose it with. Well, they had like a a pirate one. Yeah, pilot ice ships and. Yeah, uh, I think was that collision course was that continental drift. That's continental drift, and then you have collision course. Yeah, I literally aliens and stuff. Yeah, literally have never seen collision course. I've I've seen trailers and clips of continental drift, but nah. Yeah, like, uh, like, because Ice Age, like, this is a slight tangent because we've already talked about this, but like, Ice Age One's, you know, it's, it's almost as accurate as it could be, except for things existing for different periods of the Ice Age being in the same place and and stuff. But it's pretty emotional. It's fun, but it's quite, you know, heartbreaking at times. Two, you know, he finds the mammoth and she thinks herself a possum, and that's not. You know, and there's a meltdown, but apart from that, it's okay. Three, you get Hollow Earth. Sure, there's dinosaurs. Okay, that's getting a bit wacky, but it still seems in line. But then with four, you've got Peach's dead child, who's a possum, but also a thing, and she basically does kung fu and karate on these ice ships, and she's like, I, I, what, hang on. Wait, Sid's a Menelonics? He should be what? massive. But anyway. Um, we're getting sidetracked. Uh, and to be fair, they did preface all of those um films in the first one in the ice. Uh, mm-hmm. so you know, I suppose they did. They did let us know what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, this is this is definitely one of those ones that's um uh kind of like in in my head is a. Is I forgot a Jack Black was a smilaton in that film. <laughs> Sorry, yes. I'm still on Ice Age. No, um, he was. That's. I forgot that too. Oh, uh, but yeah, it's on this film, which is like more, more in my head as like a just a really a classic kind of memory from my childhood that is actually like an amazing film or anything like that. Um, but it's a lot of fun. It's only an hour and a half, so you know if you just want something fun to laugh at and enjoy and see some cool, some cool ideas and some cool aesthetics, um, 
and it's worth sitting down for. Uh, yeah. In terms of rating, for me, probably a bit on the high side. It's probably like a, you know, a strong eight or even nine out of ten, largely because of nostalgia, um, and because I just think it's funny and I enjoy the story, um, mm-hmm. and there's some really cool ideas in it. What yeah. about you, Tom? I think it's quite decent. It's not. Uh, again, it's it's not the type of movie that I think stuck with me particularly well. I mean, at the time I was going through that sort of stage of watching stuff on the TV, of watching, um, of watching stuff like that, and I was increasingly being drawn to my mum's love of sci-fi. Yes. Um, something which started very young with me and ingrained mm-hmm. with me, my sort of idealization of fantasy and that type of stuff came a little bit later yeah but in general uh during that particular time i was far more interested in sci-fi yeah uh than i was in anything else i mean we'd go and sit down and we'd watch various sci-fi pseudo sci-fi and Mm -hmm. occasionally some other tv shows yeah along with that um it's where I started watching Voyager and that type of stuff. So, it, it, to an extent, this is sci-fi because it's it's robots. Yeah. But it it's also a social commentary on, in some regards, of modern politics, and as a result, the sort of world, while while it is incredibly interesting to look at and mm-hmm. very well world built, mm-hmm. reflects our own, and that was less interesting to me at the time. Yes. Than it is, say, for example, now you have. Sorry, I'm, that dog's just done something. The dog great. appeared. Yeah. Look, I I put the pillow down there. How many times this morning? And you wouldn't sit. And now you've gone and sit there once I've removed the pillow. Amazing. Daft dog. Daft, daft dog. Uh, but yeah, I think it's 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 a decent movie. It's a good one for understanding, and it's got an interesting social commentary, which is mm-hmm. done respectfully and not, um. And in your face, oh, this is bad. Yeah. Everything, everybody who supports this is bad. Yeah. Um, which is measured and well thought out. And in that regard, it is at least... I, I put the pillow there and you... Okay, never mind. Uh, but yeah, exactly. But yeah. Also, I've posted Sid's supposed to I be... Oh, yes, he's not that, that big. In the... He's supposed yeah. to be big. Why is he not big, Blue Sky? Oh, they don't exist anymore. Yeah, they don't. But yeah, um, with that being said, yeah. Okay. This one here. Bit of a shorter one again. Not too much to Bit talk of a about. Ramble not too much to say. Bit of a ramble. But that's what that's what it's like these days. Yeah. yeah but... Worth a watch if you want to watch something animated with funny robots. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Cabincast. For more episodes, go to www.cabincast.podbean.com or use the Podbean app. You can now also find us on iTunes and Pocket Casts under Cabincast and on YouTube. Finally, you can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash cabincast. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.